0: hello and welcome to outer spaces a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space through this show i hope to create a powerful resource for you someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast.
1: This is your host Joshua. Hello, Joshua. I'm gonna actually take over the podcast today. Oh boy. My name is Zach Day. I'm actually Josh's videographer slash business partner. He's also a mentor of me. We've been friends for about four or five years now, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna interview you today because I want to know more about Yes Express, how you got into all this outdoor living community, all of it. So
0: let's start out like, how did we meet? Yeah. So, okay, Zach, it's going to be interesting. So anyway, um, we met Ninja Warrior, American Ninja Warrior. I started going to a local ninja gym and Zach was there kicking ass, taking names and beating all the obstacles up. And how old were you at that time? I was probably, yeah, 18, 19. Okay. Yeah. So, and I was just always amazed by how Zach could he just looked at an obstacle and he did it. So it kept pushing me further and further as I was training and eventually competing and all that. And he taught me so much about that. I don't know that he actually knows that, but he kept pushing me. I'd go in there and be like, I wonder if I could do as much as Zach can do today. Right? And then you do something. And then at a certain point you would, fall off of something. And I'd be like, I didn't fall off of that. <laughs> right? I'm like, that's, that's a win for me. It's yeah. amazing. Trying to one up so, each other. Exactly. But that kept pushing us, you know, as you would yeah. go further and obviously you went way past me, but I mean to go further. And then I was like, well, I wonder if I can do that. What if I could do that? What if I train harder? What yeah. if I do this? And there was a hell of a pull that was happening there. Mm. And I, I really appreciated that. We trained for a long time and I was so excited when you got the call to go to you know, to, to go and end up in Vegas and did an amazing job and all that stuff. And, but that's, it was weekly at the gym. Yeah. That's how we met. So like when you first started there, you were a completely
1: different person than you are now. 100%. Like you've made like a 180 transformation. Yep. Um, what caused that? Cause I remember one day you came back from a, I think a Tony Robbins seminar. Yep. And after that you were just on fire with everything physically, mentally, you started these new businesses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Express. What started that for you? Like, what, what made you take
0: that leap? Yeah, so I know before we met, you know, I struggled a lot in business. I struggled running one business, to be quite honest with you. And it was constantly like, are we gonna make enough money to pay bills? And eventually I got a little bit past that where I had a little bit more money than I did bills, which was good. But there's always this fear in my mind that it was all gonna fall apart. That I didn't know what I was doing, that I was just kind of making things happen. And, you know, doing the best I could, offering as much value to clients, but not really, fully understanding it all and exactly how it was happening. Like I didn't feel like I was in control of it. I felt like it was happening and I was happy about it. Right. You know, when I come to growing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, I watched one of Tony's documentaries. I'm not your guru, right? My brother actually said, did you ever watch this? And I'm like, no. So I, one day I'll never forget it, Zach. I was, uh, I had just finished up a project, a design down in my office and I went up for lunch and nobody was in the house. And I was like, you know what? I don't normally watch TV at lunchtime, but today's going to be that day so i grabbed my food and i sat down and i turned on the documentary said 15 minutes i'll eat my food i'll get back to work Mm because i work from home so i'm sitting there watching it and no lie an hour and a half later in complete tears i'm like i need this in my life wow this has to be in my life so i immediately purchased a ticket for upw in chicago Mm -hmm. and flew out there and that entire event flipped my lid right What what are some of the main things that you learned there oh my goodness um main things i learned at upw were well, here's one big one. It goes right directly back to Ninja. Right. You know, as as a youngster, you know, I grew up yeah. in the cornfields of Pennsylvania. I there was a lot of houses around. We had school, that kind of thing. I was in a marching band, so how freaking cool was I, right? right? Anyway, with that being the case, you know, I never had significance in my life. I never had like people like, oh wow, it's really cool you do that. I was always a fly on the wall. Nobody knew who I was. If I went back to a reunion, half the people probably wouldn't remember my name. Right. Right. So I never made much of a splash there. So when Ninja came along and the next thing you know, I had the opportunity to compete and then to train with you and with the team and start to go around the country competing, you know, just weekends or whatever, you know, the national events. And I'm like, this is so cool. I eventually started feeling like, wow, significance is happening. I didn't know the word yet. That was the UPW thing. So once I got in there Tony was talking about the six human needs and significance being one of them. And I'm like, yes, I'm like, I have significance now. It's amazing. And then he goes on to say, well, if you focus only on significance, You will eventually be very, very lonely. Right. And I'm like, damn, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. So he says, we got to focus on the other side of the equation, the other three, which is growth, love, and connection. Right. So I was like, okay, good. Let's focus on that. And once I flipped the script in my head and said, you know, being significant in a way is good, but how are we going to steer that energy into something that is more useful long term growth, love, and connection? Mm -hmm. And that's what spun it for me, that connection. And I said, okay, I come back. Everything changed at that point. So what did change? Everything. I mean, the way I approach business, the way I approach right. my family, the way I approached Ninja, all of it. Everything changed because I looked at it and I said, I am going down the wrong path fast. Right. I need to focus away from me and start mm-hmm. working on we. Right? right. Spending more time focusing on building a tribe, about empowering team members and not just make it be the Josh Show. Gotcha. So that's where I had to make that switch. And once I did, then I saw all the fruits of that. Yeah around me changed. So I think it started with like the morning rituals, right? That's a big thing that you talk about, yeah. that you do every single day, gets and you in was, the right mind state. Yep. Talk about that. Yeah, so I had done none of that before EPW. And when I came back, it was still kind of foreign to me, because I'm like, what is going on here? Like he has a whole thing you can do that he'll teach you there, which is about priming. Each day, priming your day for success. You visualize successes in the future, and the present. You think about how grateful you are for life. Mm-hmm. All of these things tied together in this beautiful little like. 15 minutes little yeah. thing you do in the morning, right? Um, and it's a little awkward if you haven't gone through the program, but I tell you, it's changed my life. So I started doing that consistently because he keeps talking about consistency is what really makes the difference. To so do it once or twice, sure, but it's not gonna give you any results. So do mm-hmm. it consistently. So I just dedicated time. I said, I'm gonna do it for the next 30 days and it's stuck. And I keep doing that all the time. So, and that, my morning rituals were born from that. The necessity of getting my mind, as I like to say in our events, to, to put your armor on every morning. Right right? Because the world is going to throw all kinds of swords and daggers and arrows at you, clients and family members and life in general. If you're not centered in yourself to start your day off, then... All those arrows and swords go through your armor, right? Directly into your heart and your soul. And you start yeah. feeling it personally, as opposed to knowing it's a it's a consequence of a situation, not something that you're an idiot about, mm-hmm. right? So to put that on each day. So I've adapted and adopted over time, new things to my rituals, right? But to have a ritual in the morning, like making your bed is a ritual. Just make sure every day it's made. It's the first simplest task you can have. And you, you start wiring your mind to that. Uh, So priming obviously uh, is big at this point. I also meditate now. I've added running into the mix. Mm -hmm. I've also added in uh, cold showers. Like all of these things I just keep adding and I feel and I test and I measure. Okay, am I I better? Am I performing better at work? Am I performing better as a father and as a husband? If I am, then it's good. If I don't really feel like there's any value, I adjust. But to have those rituals each and every morning that I have no excuses to get out Mm -hmm. of, would you what say changed. it's kind of
1: like stacking wins like the first thing check it off second thing check it off cold shower check it oh, off yeah and then after you stack those wins you just want to keep stacking those wins as you You go do along.
0: and it builds confidence zach i was yeah. not a confident guy when i first started in ninja warrior and that right. helped me a little bit yeah. but once i started keeping the promises that i was making to myself i'm going to the gym monday and friday nights i'm going to be there the entire time i'm going to do every competition i can find i'm going to uh fix my sales system so I can be more efficient within my company. I am going to make sure I run every morning. I'm going to make sure I meditate. I'm going to make sure I do all of these things. Each day, to your point, you're actually saying, look, I'm stacking wins. And all of a sudden, your confidence starts to go up and up and up because you start trusting your own word. Yeah. Right? For years, I would tell myself something, you know, the old uh, New Year's Eve resolution for the next year, right? Mm-hmm. Set your new, your new resolutions. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to change this in my life and I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to do all these things. And then January 2nd, you're like, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Right. right? You realize you do saboteurs kick back in and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then you don't do it. And then it goes all the way back around until it's convenient and yeah. traditional again. And then you say it again, and you don't do it. You, keep, you talk to yourself that way. And what's going to happen is you're going to start believing yourself. That's how we do it. Right? What you say is what you believe. Right. So if you're going to say something, keep your promises to yourself. We'll really make promises that you can keep. Mm-hmm. And that changes. That stacks to your point. It keeps stacking. Eventually, your confidence becomes unstoppable. Wow. So this is what? Like three years ago now? Four it's actually ago? four
1: years ago, right. yeah. Four years ago. Yep. And what are some of the things that you've done after you kind of made this transformation? Obviously, you, it doesn't just stop there. Correct. You've gotten up and up and up. Mm-hmm. But you started... A bunch of different businesses. How many different businesses do you have now? We have eight now, yeah.
0: Eight? Yeah. Um, what, what are they? So, we're originally, like I said, I was in the landscape design managed world, outdoor living design managed world. Right. Still have that practice, still growing that practice. The team runs that practice now. There's a master plan, right? Correct. Yeah, master plan. Uh, and then I decided, you know what? I need a passion project. I want something that I can help our industry because all the stuff I struggled with for how many years, you know, how to close sales, how to build projects efficiently, how to do all of these, how to design spaces, it's in how to communicate with clients and how to get budget out of clients. Like all the things that I had as a problem, I eventually hired a mentor after I went to this event, right? Mm -hmm. I hired a mentor that taught me how to do that. And we created a process for the company that worked extremely well. And then I started training others around the countries, around our country, and they started getting incredible results. And I'm thinking like, holy moly, there's something here. Right. So that's when Yes Express was born. The concept of helping and empowering other contractors in the outdoor living world on how to have a better conversation with their clients so they can go out there fully prepared to have, uh, to be the best value so that they can win the projects, 90% more closing rates, right? Mm. So you can do that, but do most of it over the phone. My, my territory and where we work in Eastern Pennsylvania is up to two hours from my door. Right. I cannot afford nor want to, mm-hmm. steal from my family two hours to go there, to talk to a client who doesn't want to you know pay for design or doesn't have a budget that makes sense, right. and then drive all the way back. That could be a half to three quarters of a day shot in the ass. I cannot, I'm not going to steal from my kids. I have two young boys. I'm not going to steal from them. Right. And I had to learn this through this process mm-hmm. that it's not just, oh, it's free time. I can just go do whatever the hell I want to do. It's more about, okay, if I have almost so much time in life, what do I want to devote it to? What do I want to focus on? I want to work with clients who want to work with us people that are willing to pay us what we're worth, and pay, people that are that are buying into what we do, that truly want what we offer. Yeah, yeah. Not people that are just looking as a transactional sale, like, can you build me this cheap? Right. No, not interested. So with Yes Express, you're teaching people how to do what you did. Exactly. How to make that transformation, how to go from just transactional selling, just how many right. can I get in by volume, to transformational selling, where they're actually focused on getting uh, the best clients in that are willing to pay them what they're worth and love their ideas. Right. right. So That's how does that piece. work? So it's
1: an like, online course.
0: It is. Correct. Yeah, it's an online course. Is yeah. it all virtual? Yeah. So we have two programs. One's a sales accelerator, gotcha. which is designed for contractors who don't design. You know, there, there's certain out there, I was like that for many years. I didn't design in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just doing simple one-offs like, you know, patios or a deck or a uh, retaining wall, landscaping, lighting, like one-offs, we have a program that only take you less than two hours. You can watch it. it's all online. You can it's step by step, and you actually get an entire call dialogue as well. And you can go in and you can immediately put it in. So when two hours from now, you could be sitting down having a much more educated conversation with your clients and increasing your closing rate by significant amounts, if not doubling your closing rates, just by in the office before you mm-hmm. ever leave the office. How long would that take me to learn? Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Wow. You can make one hundred thousand dollars more next year, or help starting now. Right. Just by investing two hours. Wow. So what are some of the, like the key things that I would learn inside that course? Yeah. So first it's about trying to figure out exactly what the client wants to do. Do you even do what they want you to do. Right. You'd be surprised, and this might be crazy to people listening, but you'd be surprised how many... Contractors out there don't even ask what the client wants. They mm-hmm. just say, okay, well, uh, you called me. So obviously you've seen my website, right? You've obvi- you know what I do. Right. So yeah, sure. I'll come out on Wednesday, two o'clock. How does that sound? Sounds great. You go out there. Oh, we'd like you to put a fence in around the back. Of the-. Well, we don't do fence. Mm-hmm. We only do hardscape and we do some landscaping. Well, we don't want any of that. What the hell am I doing here? Right. Right. First of all is to figure out what do they want? And then it's to figure out what is their budget? Mm-hmm. What good is going out to a project, spending all that time driving back and forth? All to get out there and find out that Mrs. Jones only has five grand to invest. Yeah. And you know that project for that patio and that seating wall she's talking about is at least $25,000. Why are you there? Yeah. I mean, the conversation
1: going to come up at some point. Yeah. So why not do it over the phone before you even go there? But it's, it's about making sure you
0: know when to have that conversation. Yeah. It has to be had, but you're mm-hmm. not going to lead with it. You're not going to say, hey, Mrs. Jones, I see you want a project done. What's your budget? Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Because Mrs. Jones is like, okay, this is a transaction. Immediately click, it's a transaction. I want it for as cheap as I can get. Mm -hmm. You need to build rapport. You need to build some some case for the fact that you're worth more. Right. And it's a simple thing to do. It's less than a 10-minute phone call. You can do that and go out to your client and be like, they know what they're getting. Now, who's coming to the door, what your business stands for, what it will and won't do, and how it serves the client best. And if Mm -hmm. that doesn't work for them... Room them on the phone. Exactly. So, why now are you doing that? Uh, you have another program? We do. Yeah. We also have the Sales Mastery, which is for design build contractors or design manage contractors. So, if you're in the outdoor living space and you, you offer a design, you better be charging for it first off. We're going to teach you how to exactly do that how to charge for that design, how to get budget in a bigger arena of projects where mm-hmm. it could be six figures plus, how to get both decision makers tied into this. Because I hate to tell you, Zach, I've been married, well, going to be 17 years this year. Yeah and i'm not going to be spending six figures on something around the house without my wife knowing about it. I can see that, right? And uh, so it makes a lot more sense to have both people involved because if mm-hmm. not you're going to just be waiting for a black eye down the down the way. Right. So get the people both involved it's most efficient, you get the design more efficiently designed and ready to go, you get everything together and it can, everyone's much happier. Yeah. That's how you get five star reviews. So how does sales
1: mastery work? Like what do i what am i going to be seeing? Is it a platform? It's a courses. And then
0: is there like live calls as well? Correct. Yeah. So uh, it's exactly what it's both of those things. So we've, we've made it, we know that we're, we're not trying to do is hand you a a bunch of ideas or a formula and say, you figured out, you've heard the words you go out now, now try it. Right. So you're going to go out and work on your first six figure project Mm -hmm. and just try something out that this guy on, on uh, social media told it would work right like yeah right i'm not doing that right so what we want to do is make sure we have the live classes as well so that's why sales mastery is a much more robust platform you're going to learn content online and then you come into class live class and we're going to role play that which means what so the role play side is where you actually get to put the rubber to the road it's right. actually where you get a chance to come in and, and i'll be the client and you'll be the designer or others in the class will be and we'll keep rotating it around you'll be the designer i'll be the client you get to see it from both sides we're going to try to do the most basic thing this is funny. Every week two, we work on rapport and we do this in cycles. So every week two, we do it as rapport and you'd be surprised how many people are like, it's going to be the easiest part. Step one, it's going to be the easiest <laughs> part. <laughs> Marines, army, uh, former army, they come through, Yeah. they sweat Yeah. because they think they can do it, but they can't do it on demand. I think mm-hmm. it's just shitter chatter. No, it's not. There's a protocol and how you do it. Right. And once you land that protocol, it's easy for everyone to do, it, but you got to learn it. You got to be, be able to be vulnerable and when you're vulnerable and you come in and you can learn how to do this in a safe environment where no money's on the table. Right. When you go out, imagine how more powerful you are when you go out to meet with that client and you're like, yeah, man, I learned the reps. I did my reps. For sure. I'm ready to do it. Going on that ninja mm-hmm. course. If you're not out there working on your your grip strength or your balance. Right. And you just say, I'm yeah, I'm going to give it a good old college try. You're going to yeah. fall flat on your face. Mm-hmm. So you need the reps. You need that gym time. You need all of that. And that's what this allows. So it's live class in order to get those, those reps in. So when you go out and meet with the clients. You got it. You gotcha. have to test it on them. Mm-hmm. So I've seen Yes Express, but
1: it's also turned into other things, mm-hmm. um, like the mission mindset adventure. Yep. What's that all about?
0: Yeah, so we've what I've learned over the last um, almost four years now with Yes Express is that to teach someone how to communicate and sell better right, is paramount. It's important. It brings more money in the door. Yeah. yeah. With more money gives you more options. So some are going to take the money and squander it and just say, oh, I got more money. This is great. I'm going to go buy things with it, which eventually end up to nothing. Or others are going to invest. Right? They're going to invest in themselves. They're going to invest in better equipment. They're going to hire people. They're going to grow their business. They're focused with the growth mindset. So what we found is that if you just make more money and don't do anything with it mentally, like you don't grow your mind, your business won't grow. Mm-hmm. And the number one bottleneck in any business is the mindset of the owner or the person in charge. Gotcha. So now how do we do that? How do we get not just the owner, but also their teams that are in charge of other people? Like how do we how do we take now they know how to sell? How do we help them become more fuller more alive humans, mm-hmm. right? That they can be, show up as better husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and business owners and members of their community, members of their church. Like, How can we help them become better people Right. Uh, in their own, whatever that means for them. It's mm-hmm. not about what we want, it's what they want, right? So we decided to, to do it as more of an experiential event. I know that I my life was changed with UPW, which is very experiential. I've traveled the country, been blessed to be able to do that and have done a ton of different experiential events, men's retreats and co-ed retreats and crazy things from, uh, I mean, just tons of stuff, right? All kinds of experience stuff that, that stress and push you to your limits. And every time you get close to your limit, you realize there's more. Wow. Is like Goggins says, levels, right? Yeah. right? Goggins always says you're only at 40% when you feel like you want to give up. You yeah. still got 60% in the tank. Mm-hmm. And when you prove that, just like keeping your promises, when you prove that over and over and over to yourself, you start to ask bigger questions like, well, if I can do that, what else can I do in my life? If I can go out like our last event, climbing a 14,000 foot peak in Colorado, if I can do that, dealing with altitude and just the grind of the hike itself and the fact that the the environment is just nasty and to get up there with all of that together and you can do that, what else? Go back to your business. You go back and your business seems like nothing. Exactly. Seems simple. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a matter of how do we get my, my bigger goal is how do we impact and empower as many human beings while I'm still on this earth? Right. God has already given me, you know, this beautiful life. How can I share it? And how can I also get as help as many people as I possibly can? Because the people that helped me got me here, mentors and different events that I've done. If they didn't give, I wouldn't be who I am. So I want to give as well. It's all part of, of instead of being significant, so it's about the growth, love, and connection. It's about mm-hmm. the giving side of it. Right. So how can I be part of that giving? Right. And so there's a
1: van in Colorado. We hiked the 14,000 foot mountain. Mm-hmm. Contractors from all over the country came. Mm-hmm. But there was like 10 or 12 of us, mm-hmm. something like that. Ice challenge. Mm-hmm. What else
0: did we do? We worked on not just that. We had to prepare for the mountain, right? Yeah. First, it was a preparation, getting your mindset right for the mountain, because it's going to take every single yeah. thing out of you right most haven't done this kind of an extreme event so it takes so you have to prepare your mind know what you're getting into it's not a joke this isn't like all right you're going to drive to the tops of pikes peak and look out like all right i experienced 14,000 foot of altitude and then drive back down yeah it's hours of grueling hiking right and so we got to prepare the mindset for that and then we do, do the climb we're going to get up we got up at 2 30 in the morning Yep. Right. Two thirty. Two thirty in the morning. We drove an hour and a half into pitch black to start this, and we got in. We started that with headlamps on because you couldn't see anything. We had to. We have to be off the mountain by midday. The storms roll in. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's exactly what we did. We had to get up there early. You got to find parking. All those things. So yeah, we're going to make sure that you're exhausted because the biggest breakthroughs in life come when you're at your worst. When you're at when you don't think you got any more, and you push through that, all of a sudden you do. You push through that fear. Yeah, because it's all up here. Right. We know our bodies can go a lot harder than we push them. But it's, when we live a life of comfort, what are you going to do? Yeah. So explain to me your experience with that hike because it was a little different for,
1: for you because you had to stay behind with uh, Jesse. And Jesse made it up, which was
0: incredible. But yeah. what did you learn from that? Yeah. So that was a, it was a, it's a great question because, you know, when, I, when we first thought about going up the mountain and I had a vision differently. Right. Right. And I just, I I didn't know what to expect. I've only ever done it with a few people. So to have a larger group is a bit different. Well, you know, and we decided to, to just move forward with it. And we found that, you know, in the beginning that it was a little bit more difficult for Jesse to go up the mountain. Right. So I was like, okay, well that's what it is. Our goal as a tribe, as we took that oath before we left is that everyone makes it to the top of the mountain. It's just what it's going to be, you know? Um, So whatever that takes. And that's what we did. You know, Jesse and I went up that mountain. One else went up the mountains, did their things. And Jesse and I walked step by step up the mountain. And it is grueling. Yeah. And with the lack of oxygen and how fast your legs burn out and all of that stuff, it was two steps, three steps, stop. Two steps, three steps, stop. Right. And it was different. As the leader of the group, I'm used to being out in front. mm I'm always trying to be out in front again. That I means sometimes that significance coming back in, right? Yeah. And this time around, I'm like, no, this is not my path today. God has a very different lesson for me to learn today. Right. And I am so glad it happened exactly that way because I learned so much in that, and not just learn, but also got to be part of a transformation in Jesse's life too, about him being able to conquer 14. Yeah, you can see people. it now too. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, it, just to have that that opportunity, and that privilege to be part of that experience with him was I'll forever hold that in my heart. It's amazing. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was just really an amazing, there was times when I was extremely emotional, you know, going up just to watch him keep pushing He had every reason to quit every reason to just stop. Saboteurs come out, his mindset says, I can't do it, but he didn't he Yeah, kept moving two steps at a time. So really the hike is a bigger metaphor for life. If you're willing to do that kind of stuff on purpose, like go through the pain, all that by right. choice, what else can you do? exactly when you get back you look at your business you look at the problems in your life whatever you're like it's nothing right and all of a sudden those are conquerable because you've named it it's good to go but when you never push yourself past your limits or to your limits you never get to meet that person i i feel that's why i do so many experiential events i just got back from one in dallas last night you know what i mean that was a whole different animal so (laughs) with that being the case you know it's i do these things because when you get to the edges where you think i don't have any more you discover and you learn a new portion of yourself. So that's what those events are all about. That's what it's all about. So experiential events. And that's why we do a mission mindset adventures, because we want to help and bring to the contracting world. Right. Uh, what I've experienced throughout all the rest of the world. Cause I don't mm-hmm. hang with a lot of contractors outside of this. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm always, I've always been somebody that went to chiropractic seminars with my wife. She's a chiropractor, right? I go to yeah. her seminars and I would sit in the back of the room and listen. And I'm like, this is all about chiropractic. I don't know why I'm here. That's like my first seminar. Then like halfway through that seminar, I was like, wait a minute. What if I just took the word chiropractic out and put out right. the living in? All of a sudden, the whole thing let off. I'm like, so wow. this is how they do their thing. Uh-huh. Why don't contractors do it this way? Right. Well, because they just never taught that way. Yep. So now I'm going to integrate ideas that I have, like their customer experience and the fact that they serve and they have a servant's heart as opposed to transactional focus. If I could just get that service heart and put it into contracting, how would that work? So that's when Master Plan was born, that kind mm-hmm. of a concept, right? We're gonna focus on customer experience. And that's that's led us everywhere. It's been amazing. So how can we help other contractors see that light and understand right. there's a lot more than just chasing jobs and chasing money, mm-hmm. but more, okay, this is gonna fulfill a much bigger mission. Absolutely. Much bigger, bigger mission inside of them. They're gonna come home better, fathers and mothers and husbands and wives and partners, and they're gonna come home that way better, more full human beings in order to be able to serve everyone around them more. Gotcha, so yes, Express,
1: in the grand sum of things, it's about sales. You also teach people how to do design mm-hmm. and then mindset. Correct. Now what's like your like why do you do this? Like why do you decide to go into this this sphere of teaching contractors all over the world
0: all these things? Yeah, so I've learned a lot over the last forty three years. And what I didn't realize and what I struggled with is that anyone would ever want to listen to me. Right. Right? Like, who are you to tell anybody what to do? Yeah. or how to do anything, right? And I struggled with that. That was a major limiting belief in my head. And then I realized that every human being has a unique fingerprint. They have a unique set of skills that no one else on earth possesses. Mm. And to squander them and to hold them down because I'm afraid of what people might think was a huge thing for me. Right? Like, what would people say if I said something like this or I gave some kind of like a, um, a process or something? Like, what would they say? Mm. And I had to manage that in the beginning. I had to really manage that. But Yes Express to me is a my passion project where I can help empower, especially contractors at this point, because that's how I grew up. Right. You now I grew up as a contractor that I felt like I was an island. Like mm-hmm. if I couldn't talk to anybody, I had no mentors, like that I would call. I wasn't, that's not how you do it. As a business, you have to keep everything to yourself. Yep. And I realized through my journey now that that's not the case. The more I reach out, The more mentors I have in my life, the faster I grow. Like Tony says, compress decades into days. So how do we do that? If I'm only going to be here 100 years, then how long do you want to wait until you learn how to be the best version of yourself? Do you want to wait till you're 99? Definitely not. Or grab it as early as you can and then live the best life you possibly can and Mm -hmm. empower others around you. There's nothing more fulfilling in the human soul than helping other people. Right. We're all designed that. Think about it. When you win an award or you get something special that you've been working for, what's the first thing you do? Celebrate? You get people involved. Yeah. You tell people, look what I did. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, it's great. But so why can't we help others celebrate even more? Right. Why can't we help others share, right? And how share what we know. And I, and I love the industry right now because it wasn't this way 20 years ago, but now it is. I see a lot of, especially the older guys coming out of the, they're like, look, my body's done with this, but now I can teach. And I love that. The more, the merrier. Every single person listens to this podcast has a very unique skill set. Even if you've only been in business one year, find somebody who's struggling and help them. Right. Reach out. I just had a great podcast with a guy mm-hmm. this morning, Joe Mills. And he was talking about he's three years in business now. And he has a servant's heart. You could tell right away. Right. Because he's talking about his mentors and how after we got off the podcast, he's like, hey, I have somebody that I think could really benefit from talking to you. You know, so here's his name. And I'm like, dude, that's the servant's heart coming back out again. We're all Mm. helping each other. And if we all focus on helping each other instead of trying to take from each other, this whole thing works better. For sure. Think how much more fun that's going to be. Building your tribe, helping people. And everything that you've learned so far is valuable to someone. So quit stealing it and holding it and squandering it. Mm. Give it away. Absolutely. How about the future of Yes Express?
1: Where do you see it going? I see you're doing more and more events, mm-hmm. um, sales events, the mindset mm-hmm. events. Do you see more of those coming in the future? Or do you think you're going to stay more on you know, teaching people the sales process?
0: So yeah, sales is core to Yes Express. That's really it because without uh, learning how to communicate, because that's all sales is, right? Learning how to communicate with your clients. Yeah, uh, You're not going to make any more money. And if you don't make any more money, you can't invest in your company, in your family, in growing your company, new employees, new equipment. You can't do that. You just don't have enough money. You're always running out of money by the end of the week. Mm. It doesn't work. So if you can be more profitable, then you can invest in things. So the next thing is once you get money and you're going to learn this, anybody out there that's going through that struggle right now, once you get enough money, you're going to realize that money wasn't the answer. That was the goal in the beginning. I just want more money. If I had more money, my problems would be solved. It doesn't work that way. Because as soon as you have more money, you have more money problems, right? (laughs) It's just a different way because now you're adding zeros to everything. So now the question is, what do you do with that? So now you have to work because you cannot build a business if the leader of that business is not growing faster than the business. That's the scary part. You're not gonna just start a business and then all of a sudden this business is gonna explode and you're gonna become a millionaire and you didn't have to work on yourself. No one that I know has ever been successful and not worked on their self more than they work on their business. Right. They get to a certain level mm. and they get stuck. And the reason why you hit a glass ceiling is because you aren't growing as fast as your business is. You need to be growing twice as fast as your business so you can bring it along with you. And that includes your teams and everybody else to lead and mentor them. So that's the that's the biggest piece. So. Uh, when it comes down to Yes Express, you know, obviously sales is core to start with. And then from there, working on yourself. So we want to be able to help people be able to get there. I love climbing mountains. I love pushing my body. And I said, why not do it as groups? Yeah. Why not take other contractors from around the country, you know, that are in the outdoor living space and let's go conquer cool shit. Mm-hmm. Let's do stuff that are on bucket list items. Yeah. And looking like, man, I have that. Maybe I'll do that one day when I retire. Like, no, let's do it now. Because the the, the lesson that you'll get from doing that is going to change your life. But it won't happen if you wait till you're 79 and a half to do that, if you can, Mm -hmm. if you're blessed enough to be able to do those things, and then you only have a very short amount of time left. Why not do it when you're young? Think about the trajectory, how that changes everything. Mm. So those events to me are opportunities for for us to talk to people and also to to share our passion for climbing mountains and just doing cool stuff. I love that. So uh,
1: last thing I want to talk about is one of your favorite sayings. It's called ready, fire, aim. Mm -hmm.
0: What does that mean? What does it mean to you? Yeah. So that was something I learned because most of my younger career, I focused on the the old adage of ready, aim, fire. Right. Constantly be focused like, okay, ready, get everything perfect. Make sure everything's right. The wind's perfect. The weather's perfect. All the clients are perfect. All the projects are perfect. And then I'll do that. Right. The ready, ready, ready. And then you're going to aim like crazy, figure out, okay, well, I'm going to keep looking and looking, make sure it's just, everything has to be perfect again. We're, we're, and then I'm not going to pull that trigger until I get everything. We have a hundred thousand in the bank. We got this, we got this. Okay. Finally, when that last thing happens and you sign that 13th client that you said you wanted for the month, then you could do this. Right. That's not going to happen. And all that time you spend trying to perfect the next step, you miss out on the opportunity. Mm. So I was at an event in Fresno, California. I'll never forget it. And our moderator at the time, our, our leader, she says, I bet you guys mostly focus on this ready, fire, Aim mentality, right? A ready, aim, fire mentality, right? I was like, well, yeah, that's that's how we were taught. She goes, try it this way: ready, fire, aim. And I'm like, What are you crazy? Like, we have to make sure things are right before we make these decisions, because if we don't make these decisions, if we make bad decisions, it's gonna haunt us. Mm. She goes, but at least you made a damn decision. Right. At least you made a decision. (laughs) Right? So ever since she taught me that, before I walked across 30 feet of fucking fire, (laughs) right? because uh, that's what we stood on one side and I walked through the fire to something else. That was a yeah. transformation, right? So, it's, it's, and she's like, do that and you'll see your whole life change. And I was like, okay. And I came back and I'm like, it's ready, fire, aim. And that's what I've done. And that's how I'm able to you know, start seven more businesses and to devote time and control my yes management and all that was ready, fire, aim. Wow. Now, once you get those things in motion, because when you fire the bullet, Mm -hmm. And now you're aiming it later, which means now you got to keep moving that missile or that bullet to hit your targets. It's moving. It's pulling you with you. Yeah, you're forced to figure it out. You have to. You have to figure it out because you can't just sit back and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm still aiming. I don't feel like it's Friday. I want to take the day off. I'm going to drink some beers. I with my buddies. You don't have that opportunity when you know you've got a deadline coming because you've already fired and now you're trying to aim that thing and line it up. Exactly. But during that, and I'll extend this ready, fire, aim uh, concept, it doesn't mean to be... Um, you know, negligent in what you're doing. Like, oh, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to like Josh says, I'm going to ready. I'm just going to fire it and figure it out as I go. That works great. Make sure you understand why you're doing it first. That's the ready part. And then make sure once you've fired, you start building protocols on the aim side. It's a huge piece gotcha. is to start building the protocols on the aim side to start controlling that missile. If you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to let it go and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to drop that thing in the wrong spot. You're not going to target. Right. So now it's a matter of really watching it. It's pulling you forward. You're going to realize I'm not the man yet that can manage that. Mm. I wasn't the man yet that could run seven more businesses. I had to develop that man.
1: Right.
0: More events, more stuff, more mm. reading, more books, more mentors. I have a mentor in every single section of my, my life now. I have mentors and coaches because I have to in order to grow. If I can take what they've learned in 40, 50 years of life, and bottle it up into an hour a week of conversation or a day a week in the gym, whatever, why wouldn't I do that? For sure. Why would I wanna waste my entire existence, my 100 years, trying to figure it out when everybody else already has it figured out? I just gotta hand them money, but I can't hand them money if we don't have sales. Right. So that's why we gotta start with sales and communication because then you'll have the extra money so you can invest in those mentors, which will help you push you forward. Makes total sense. That's what I've learned, Zach.
1: Yeah, so you have a lot of listeners listeners on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, if they want to like
0: take action in one of your courses or they want to come through one of our events, what do they do? Your best bet is to take a look at our website. It's yes.express. There's no.com. So yes.express. You'll see what we do there in a nutshell. Uh, your best bet is if that interests you and it looks like something that's going to change your life. I know it will, but if you see that in there, um, reach out, we'll have a call, book a call with me. Right. I'll spend some time understanding you, your business, where you are right now and making sure it's a good fit. I'm not interested in money. I got plenty of money. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that anybody that's coming through our program is going to get the maximum benefit from it so they can take it from paycheck to paycheck and have enough money at the end of the the week to be able to invest in themselves, in their business, and take vacations, take time off. That's what I'm interested in. If I can do that for you, I will be honest and tell you that. If I can't, I will tell you that too. It's not about transactions. It's only transformations for me. Sweet, man.
1: Appreciate your time. Appreciate you letting me take over the podcast, interview you change. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, let's sign off. All right, brother. Thank you.